yourself to appear voices and continue to give him thanks in hosea we read my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge and in daniel we read that in the last days will be an increase in knowledge and paul wants timothy that in the last days there will be many who seek this knowledge who heap up for themselves teachers who have itching ears always learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth before jesus was crucified when he met pontius pilate he was asked one question by him what is truth what is truth jesus himself is the truth he said in john 8:32 he shall know the truth and the truth will make you free and many people don't seek the truth they just seek the knowledge because you see from the life from the fruit that they they bear that they are not free even though they hear the truth so that means the truth is just becoming knowledge which they store up and heap up for themselves for their own condemnation on one hand there are people who really don't know but they mock god anyway the other day a post came to my attention from exodus chapter 20 i think it is verse 3 where god is saying it's part of the 10 commandments that you shall have no other gods before me and this post said that means that there are other gods that also means that this god is insecure this is ignorance talking ignorance in a way that deceives people because they don't really understand what god is saying of course there are other gods i explained all that but these are not real creator gods there is one creator god 
the other things are heavenly beings, Elohim, that human beings call gods. And God is saying, the Creator God is saying, they shall not be your God, but I shall be your God. You have that on one side. On the other side, in Christian circles, we have this false knowledge laid out in different ways. For example, in Revelation 13, 18, it talks about the number 666. And it says, let him who has wisdom know the number of the beast, for it's a human number. You can read that portion to be exact on what it says. And people multiply six times six times six and you get 216. And since the Hebrew numerals don't have a zero, they add a zero to it and that makes it 2160, which happens to be the age or the age of a zodiac or a Masoreth because there was a Masoreth and then that became perverted to a zodiac. I'm talking about false knowledge. And I was discussing this with some people. So in zodiac, for example, you have 12 different signs and the last sign is Pisces, and that's when Jesus was born, and that is a star that the wise men saw. And each sign plays out for 2,160 years. So that means in a master, since there are 12 signs, and the 11th one is over and the 12th one we are on right now. And Jesus was born on the 12th sign. There were 11 before him. And therefore you can calculate according to this knowledge. And so according to a theory that has come out now called Younger Dryas, which coincides with what Plato said about Atlantis. And what Plato said coincides with what Enoch said, but Enoch hasn't given a time for that. But if you put that all together, you get that flood of Noah around 10,000 BC because Plato lived some 300 years before Christ and he spoke about Atlantis and he said that existed 9,000 years before so roughly 10,000 years remember I'm talking about 
false knowledge. So that if you look at where the years are placed, this is 2024, 23 going on to 24, the flood happened around 13,760 BC. This will all make sense because it will only make sense if you take what is said in Genesis 1.14 to be the recreation and not the creation. The sun, the moon, the stars and everything. So if you consider from the time of creation all the genealogies and all the lifespans to the flood, that comes to around 1,656 years to be exact. I'm telling you all this because this is so easy to calculate and get wrong. That means creation was on the year 12,104. And you can say that's logically calculated. So what happened? in the first 12,000 years. You can say that is the pre-Adamic age. The problem with all this, first of all, how does it affect your salvation? Second, all the calculations are based on 365-day solar calendar. And there's a problem with that. Well, first of all, the Bible follows the Hebrew calendar, which is a lunar calendar. And the modern Hebrew calendar has 353 to 355 days. But the ancient Hebrew calendar had only 360 days. That is very different from today. So what is the truth? And we have these different difference because the earth is now wobbling. And before it started wobbling, that means when it had 360 days in a year, was an age equivalent to 1,260 years. All these things boggle your mind. There are no answers but only conjectures. It is good to have theories. But the truth will set you free. That is why the psalmist says, I humble myself before the Lord. I don't seek after great and mighty things which I could not possibly know. How do we know all these things? Only be through a revelation from God. Yes. God keeps his matter away and we seek it. But we get the answers from God, not from 
other sources and these are called occult. So it's not knowledge that impresses God. It's your relationship with Him that changes you to be more like Him. Like this, you have theory after theory after theory. You can chase after each one and it'll just fill your head with nonsense. Maybe good, maybe bad. But what you need is a piece that surpasses all understanding. And in Philippians 4, it continues, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, think on these things. Think on what the Lord has done in your life. Thus far he has helped you. Don't go beyond what is written. There's a sure word of prophecy. This is the truth that will set you free. Humble yourself. In the mighty hand of God and He will exalt you. I said what I said. Not to condemn you. Not to say that you have itching ears. But to explain that is what the world is. That is our fallen nature. We all have that. That is why Paul says examine yourself to see if you are in faith. We somehow think that this knowledge can save us or make us better or ease the pain of this thing we call life. But there is hope only in Jesus. And in Psalm 23, Says my cup runs over. So you have to fill your cup with the goodness of God, and as it runs over, and as you minister to others, they will taste and see that the Lord is good. Otherwise, you're nothing but a clanging symbol. A hypocrite. To start with your heart. Have truth in the inward being. Confess your sin before the Almighty God who is able to forgive you. Understand People who are smarter than us have come to realize all this knowledge is futility. The psalmist says, I don't think about things too profound for me. 
things that I don't understand. But in this day, it is accessible even in our cell phone through Google. And we fill our minds with all these things we call knowledge, which only puffs up, makes us proud. But how can we reach out and save the lost if you don't have a relationship with them, with the Lord? He has not changed. His presence has not gone from here. But as the Bible says, your sins have separated you from God. And Jesus paid that price. And he reconciled you to his Father. Here's the thing. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he will teach you the things of Jesus. And the things of Jesus is the pearl of great price. His wisdom, incomparable wisdom. And his principles are sometimes exactly opposite to what the world says. Because Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. The world says the exact opposite. How can you follow Jesus if you don't renew your mind? And you have the principles of the world, some of which you're following, and some of the things of the Lord you're following. And this is the dilemma that Paul found himself in in Romans chapter 7. And he identified the thing that is not of the Lord, and he called it sin. And that he said, Jesus will save me from that sin. But he continues to say, those who walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. So you find that within you, that haughtiness, that pride, that ego, that dirtiness. Then you ask God to wash yourself clean from all that filth and you come clean before God just as you are with the truth in our inward being that is the best that we can do that is reasonable that is a reasonable service you can't say God look the other way when he has done everything for you.
So, as I said before, we may have problems that appear like mountains, but that's nothing if we look to the Lord who will help us conquer these mountains and overcome anything and everything. In Isaiah 54, verse 17, it says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall refute. This is your inheritance, says the Lord. So, this is not at all talking about being passive and sitting for a show that you call the church. It is being aggressive and overcoming. And there is a difference when all of us gather together as one, in one accord, they were in the upper room. Here we are the temple of the Lord. We are the house of God. So let's stand up and let's praise him. In spite of what we feel or how we feel about it, what we think, we know that the truth alone can set us free. In his name, is Jesus. Thank him for what he's done for you this year. If you're here, just thank him for that. Hallelujah. Lift up your voices and just thank him. Let your mouth overflow with praise. His presence is here in our midst.